Are you looking for a resource to discuss all topics air conditioning? Well, you're in the right space. Join the Rawson boys as they discuss the hot topics and the cold hard facts. This is the Air Conditioning Podcast. G'day guys and welcome to another episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast where we discuss all things air conditioning, the hot topics and the cold hard facts. Uh, I'm Shane Rawson, joined by my brother Brad. Hey Brad. everyone, how are you going? How's your week been? Oh, not too bad, not too bad. Get nice to get a bit of a cooler change. Oh, far out. It's been, been dreadful, a bit wasn't it? Yeah. Um, look, we're going to jump into this today. We've got a special guest with us today. Um, we're talking with a uh, local wholesaler in Adelaide who looks after air conditioning componentries and the sort. Refrigeration. Uh, refrigeration, yeah. yes. So we'd like to welcome Darren Cock from Air Wholesalers. G'day, Darren. How you going, boys? Not too bad. Good. How are you today, Darren? Uh, enjoying a little bit of a change in the weather, I must admit. Yes, very nice, isn't it? Not so good for the uh, for business, I suppose, but... Not for sales, but at the end of the day, it's just nice to uh, not be sweating all the time and uh, be able to catch up at the Exactly right. That's true. So, mate, um, thanks for coming on. So, for those who don't know of air wholesalers or haven't heard of you, can you just tell... Uh, uh, people, what, you know, what, what bit about your business and where you've come from and where you're heading? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I suppose starting on with my history, I'm a fridgy by trade. <coughs> um, decided to get off the tools into a sales uh, opportunity. So I worked for um, BOC for 20 odd years in wholesaling and retail sales. And the opportunity uh, came to start up my own business. So I, I uh, got involved with a group of buyers called the Cool Chain Group. Uh, cool Chain are 17 different independent refrigeration air conditioning wholesalers across Australia on the yep. South Australian uh, branch, for want of a better word. Mm-hmm. Um, all our business are completely independent. We own our own businesses, but we just work together to get the right deals done with the right suppliers and brands. Bit of buying um, Yeah, absolutely. So uh, obviously myself just being a little one-man band trying to Go to the likes of your, your Heldens and your Henrys and your, your bigger air conditioning manufacturers and wanting a good deal, they're going to laugh their ass off at you, obviously. So um, by going in and saying, well, I'm part of the Cool Chain group, we've got guys that have been doing wholesaling for 30-odd years and have significant businesses, and uh, it gave me a leg up that I would have not had the opportunity previously. Bit of support uh, so we, as well, I suppose, yeah. Sorry, Brad? A bit of, bit of support for you as well. Absolutely. Technical support's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, I've had some curly ones chucked at me. I had no idea of answers for. You put it out to the group and you've got 17 uh, like-minded people that come back and say, yep, you know, talk to Billy Bloggs, talk to right. Company A, Company B, and, uh, you know, it's uh, just opens up a massive resource, which is uh, hundreds of years of knowledge when you put all the heads together. Yeah, exactly. So, Darren, how long were you a Fridgy for, did you say? Uh, I was on the tools for probably about eight, nine years. And what what made that thought process? What made you transition into um, into into doing wholesaling? Oh, end of the day, I I couldn't foresee myself doing it in another ten years. Um, you know, it's I was commercial fridgy primarily, so you know, working on the smelly delis and the supermarkets. A lot of it was out of hours. Being back in those days, supermarkets didn't want you in their stores during the day. Um, you know, installation, you know, you'd be working seven day, seven day weeks and 12, 14 hour days. Not saying that it was a bad thing. It was just something that wasn't really for me. Um, the opportunity to uh, get involved at BOC, 
uh, in a technical refrigeration sales type role was quite interesting at the time. Uh, and uh, yeah, 22 years later, as they say, um, it gave me a great leg up and um, broadened my horizons, I suppose. Yeah. So the, the question is, are you working longer or shorter hours now? Oh, probably longer now, mate, being as your own business. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Um, the passion's uniquely different. When you're working for the man, you know, you may or may not have a clock-in, clock-out mentality, whereas when you're working for yourself, obviously, um, you know, the fruit you can see at the end of the day is your fruit. Yeah. yeah hopefully. So who's your who, who's your uh, your typical customer, Darren? Uh, I suppose at the end of the day, um, I've been aiming primarily at the smaller guys so you know they probably don't get as much love from the bigger national and national um suppliers they just become a number if you're a big player um you know you do obviously get potentially looked after or repped or what have you when you're the smaller type guys and i you know at the end of the day i find that there's a rule you know there's a there's a story behind that person also similar to myself in the regards that the family businesses their family orientation, you know, they're working for themselves or working with a couple of mates to, to, to you know, get the, the common goal or the common good. Um, so I feel that we, you know, we're on the same level for want of a better word. In saying that, you know, I do deal with some quite significant um, uh, commercial refrigeration and air conditioning companies that are, you know, national and multinational, um, being just the range of products that I have available. Mm. I suppose you can offer a little bit more uh, personalised, um, you know, service and a bit, bit more care, I suppose, and uh, the bigger boys uh, as well. Oh, absolutely, and that, that's well, ultimately that's the name of the game. You know, as I said, I work for a multinational. You know, um, and then day my my vision was always that each customer was my customer or my um, my problem. Whereas uh, sometimes bigger companies, you know, they don't necessarily. <coughs> have the opportunity to employ the right people person behind the counter is clocking in clocking out you know mm. is there care factor there you know I'm, I'm very inquisitive in the regards I love to chase the hard things um, you know work stuff out work out how it could work for the customer come up with engineering and other ideas and thoughts so you know some of the products that I have are quite unique and when you start talking with the trades, you can see them opening their eyes. So I've never even heard of the product where it might have been around for a long time. They may not have known there was a, there was a, a different option. You know, I've had one this week. It was a very old, 20, 20 year old uh, Panasonic unit. You ring Panasonic. They said, no, that uh, control is no longer available. Um, you know, I did a little research and found out that it's just a three wire control. So I've been able to offer them an alternate brand. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden the customers, end client has an opportunity to save his air conditioner versus having to replace it for just a faulty yeah, exactly. control. Yeah, yeah. And how many, uh, how many people do you reckon you've got on your books, uh, like your regulars? At, uh, oh, I uh, suppose I've got 30 to 50 regular customers, and obviously they ebb and flow, depends on their workloads. Um, you know, I'm based at Clove Valley Park, so I'm on one side of town, you know, at the end of the day, all tradies will deal with who they deal with. So, you know, Reese and Actrols and your, your heat crafts of the world have quite a broad coverage. Obviously, you've then got your air conditioning component suppliers or ADA, Metal Flex and so on and so forth. So, you know, if you're due down south, you're going to probably deal with those suppliers primarily. And obviously, if you're out north, you're going to deal with the other one. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, customers will deal um, where it's convenient if it's urgent. And obviously, if I'm convenient, they'll deal with myself. But as I've always said to people, it's only 
it, it's only a courier fee away, um, or I can drop the goods off, or we can just make it happen for you, you know, get the goods direct to customer yeah. if that makes it easier for my clients, you so know. So you provide that personalised um, delivery service if you need to as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, the first three and a half years of the business before we moved into the warehouse, uh, I was operating from uh, the the shed at home, and uh, as I used to say to people, it's me, the ute, and a shed full of shit. Well, now, you know, I've moved into a warehouse, so I've got a shop front, so we've evolved. Yeah. Uh, in that regard as a business but yeah it's still also very much so about that personal personal service so you know i'm regularly dropping gear off on the way home or on the way into work at yep. times to site you know come with a smile and a coffee and the goods that you require at times and that can be um critical for someone you know someone's on, on the job and and it's time sensitive and um you know instead of having to wait for a courier or a you know the next day or or two days for a delivery um, you're there to drop it off to them, they can continue on and, and everyone's happy sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, every, everyone's time is valuable, I suppose. So if you're if you're on the tools swinging spanners, um, you know, you're charging yourself out at an hourly rate. And, you know, every every minute that you're not on site swinging a spanner, you're not making a dollar. Exactly. So, you know, it's very regular that I talk with different people or talk with employers of, of tradies, and I was one of them. You know, you, you slide on into your wholesaler and, you know, they've got a coffee machine, so you grab one of those. You see, see Freddie Nurk, who's been a mate for years. You have a bit of a chin wag with him. You know, you kind of sloth around a little bit. You know, they might burn an hour, an hour yeah. and a half. Now, it's that chargeable back to your client. Yeah, nowadays, I think clients become a bit wiser. Yeah, exactly. If they see your van leave, leave their site, they're not really prepared to pick up, you know, that hour and a half that you're out messing around picking up goods. Yeah. You know, then they might be doing it all in good faith, but ultimately the, the end client does dictate at times. You know, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, yeah, it's a variable that one. Yeah, definitely. But um, if you're then going to try to hit them for an hour and a half of your time, even though it is for them, they don't like. You know, it just becomes an, a, a hit, a, a, a pinch point with your invoicing or a pinch point with your client. Whereas if I can get the goods to you. Um, you know, and I do regularly have couriers setting, setting stuff out within the hour, within 30 minutes, what have you, or as I said myself, um, you're not leaving site. You know, your client sees that you're still there. You're still being proactive and active in regards to making money for yourself. And for a small fee to have the goods delivered to you, you know, it, it saves you a lot of time and energy. Happy days for you know, everyone. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I find a lot of the smaller guys, you know, it's just them. It's them yeah, and their you. Um, you know, they're knocking off jobs a little bit earlier to get to their wholesaler in time to pick up the goods for the next day's job or uh, they're having to get in there early before they go to start the next job. Well, you know, once again, that's burning quality time, whether it's making money or family time. And at the end of the day, um, you're not working for the for the love of it. You're working for the, the common good of your family unit. Mm. Exactly. And where do you think your, um, your, your best referrals come from, people recommending your business? Oh, absolutely, through a lot of my um, existing customers. You know, I'll regularly get a phone call to say that, you know, um, Billy Bollocks has been using you, suggested to, for you for me to give you a call. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that reference, you know, I've got a website a presence and that does also generate leads for the business. But, yeah, a lot of it is actually referred business through um, oh, people dealing with me and they've found that they've, they've had a good experience so they've then used the... Mm. The um, you know, they referred me to their friends or takes, their mates. It takes a long time to build that reputation up, I suppose, isn't it? To 
to get, oh, the, get the word out there that hey, this uh, this guy's doing a good job and gives a, you know provides a good service. Oh, absolutely. And as well, you know, and ultimately as humans, we you know we don't like change. So you know, oh, it's just easier, mate. I just go there because I've always gone there. Well, you know, they just got to have that one poor experience at one stage, and hopefully that that leaves the door open for me to to uh, to um, blow their socks off in regards to yeah. the service and attitude. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and in terms of um, price positioning, Darren, where do you sort of see yourself uh, amongst the bigger bigger guys? Well, in the day, I feel that my price point's pretty solid. As I said, being part of the national buying group, we do actually buy as good as um, a lot of the multinationals. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. on import products that they import specifically for themselves. So, you know, if we were to talk about Heatcraft with Kirby product, well, at the end of the day, I'm going to buy it from them. I'm not going to be necessarily competitive because we're competitors. So yeah. they're not going to do any favours. But as, I, as with 98 percent of everything else that I sell yeah. I'm very competitive at times people say that your prices are significantly cheaper um, you know, I don't want to be product, like, lot, yeah, I suppose. yeah of course mm. um, it does depend on the on the product but you know it's also sometimes people have been buying product A and they've been paying a you know a, a higher price for it when product B is as good a quality maybe a different brand maybe a no brand been saying that it does the job it might be a bit of a saving there you know if people want to buy in bulk well obviously that also helps out gives me more of a bat to swing with my suppliers um if i can go and buy box quantities or minimum shipper type sizing that also gives me better buying capacity and you know i look to support my clients with that pricing as well yeah and so do you um do you sell directly to the public and when i say public i mean those who aren't qualified fridgy or, or a sparky do you sell to anyone off the street or is it you, you prefer to get no, yourself towards no absolutely not at the end of the day i'm a tradie um my tr- my customers are tradies and i'm not into pinching the bread off their plate you know at the end of the day there are certain products that the retail market can purchase very minimal in my range um you know at the end of the day i don't want to be dealing with the the punters for want of a better word the mums and dad Retail, um, retail clients. Yeah. I do the trade. The trade deals with them. We all make it on the way through. They know they've got their back back security through myself. Yeah. Being old, straight out, I'll flatly review, refuse. Whereas with other businesses, you know, and working for a next multinational, we had refrigeration components and air conditioning components on the shelf in the showroom, and technically they were for sale for anyone. Yes, they do pay a premium. But but regardless, they still can purchase still the product. Them, yeah. It's 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 pinching for my clients, and I don't value. I, I don't see any value in that for, yeah, yeah. for my rep, my um look my after people who uh, look after you. I suppose going. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've had heaps of conversations and stories where people have quoted to replace product A and B. They then get the phone call from the customer and say, oh, "I'll purchase that product A and B." Uh, can you come and install it? It's like, well, yeah. you know, that that's just not that's not ideal. You know, you, you can go and buy. So, yeah, it's not cricket. You, you know, you can't go and buy a new cylinder or something for your for your uh, motor engine for your car. It has to go through a car service agent to get your warranties and the rest of it. So, you know, why why should we as wholesalers have the right? to pinch money out of our own customers' pockets. I just don't think it's right. It's only going to hurt yourself in the long run, I suppose, isn't it? 
Well, yeah, the irony of that, Brad, yes and no. You know, I do hear that people still keep going yeah. and trading with those multinationals, yeah. and you go, That's well, true. golly God, you know, you've told me yeah. so many different stories that, you know, service has been poor or the product's not great or, mm. hey, my customer went for my price. Well, I kind of look at them a bit odd and think, why are you still trading with them, mate? You know, yeah. show, show, you know, versus talking to them, just walk. At the end of the day, they'll see that you're not spending any numbers and they'll be coming back to you and ask you, what have we done wrong? What can we do to help you out? Da, 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 da. You know, you, not that I want them to go back to them, but reality is, you know, show, you know, use your feet and show them yeah. that you don't appreciate how they do business. So, right. so, those, so those people that are sort of uh, heading about in a white van and they're, they're, they're doing uh, air conditioning, refrigeration, electrical, what, what just give us a, a brief rundown, if you can, of what your most uh, popular uh, items of sale would be. Oh, you know, it's a quite varied, um, Shane, in that regard, for the reason being, I think I'm around four or five thousand different items that I've got available to me. Um, so, you know, the, it really does fits and starts and spurts. So, you know, iZone's a, a significant product range for myself in the regards to the domestic market for thermostat and zone control, with also it then Link, links into lighting control, irrigation control, roller door control, smart switching, um, light light switching in the future, solar control in the future. So, 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 so iZone a, is just like your tablet that sits on the wall that operates the unit and amongst other things is what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. So, you you know, if you're buying a Dakin product or a – doesn't matter. There's, a, there's 14 different brands that the iZone links in. So product A, air conditioner, don't buy their controller, buy the iZone. It, it hooks up to their to that brand of unit. You then give your customer a full integration control of your unit through um, a Wi-Fi app in regards to they can then turn the turn the aircon on and off via their phone, or they can control things. Um, you've got full full control in regards to airflows, temperature sensing in in the, in um, separate spaces, so you can have different rooms at different temperatures if you choose to. The great thing with the iZone, it's fully expandable. You can start off as simple as just having the controller in the roof and turn it on and off with your phone through to having a remote control style to having a tablet or a touchpad on the wall, which then also goes up to a 7-inch touchscreen, which will allow you to also download other apps. Uh, so, you know, iTunes and things like that, you can then, if you've got an integrated sound system in your house, you can then have your iTunes booming through your iZone product. Um, yeah, it's just a neat bit of kit. It's unique. It's different. Um, it's warrantied. You know, it's 10 year warranty on the product. Um, yeah, just a great, great product for those air conditioning companies. So, so you're a sole, are you a sole distributor for that product? There's two distributors in South, South Oz or yeah. one of them. Um, at the end of the day, they, people can jump onto the iZone website and yeah. see who the other distributor is, but yeah. you know, I feel I'm getting a good transition of those that are iZone users from that distributor, being that they're very, they're very um, solely directed into one brand of air conditioner. Mm -hmm. doesn't always fit if you're not buying that brand and you want to buy brand B. Mm -hmm. The other thing is I don't find that their technical support is as strong, um, being that, as I said, coming from the trade, I'm very passionate about knowing what I, talk, what I, what I do sell. Um, and uh, do like to get into the nuts and bolts. So I, I will try to install something myself, or I'll work out how to install it so I can then, uh, you know, impart that information onto my customers and support them. You know, if they've never installed it, it does their head in. Yeah. Um, I can, you know, at the end of the day, if need be, I can get, I can come to site with them, 
show them how to set the product up. Conversely, 90, 98% of the time I can help them over the phone and sort out their issues via a conversation on the phone. Yep. It's um, quite an intuitive system in the regards of how it's laid out. It's, it's been manufactured and designed by tradies for tradies. And the good thing is that the end user can also um, work out how to use it. So it's no, not, not a, it's not overly, you know, technical talk for want of a better word or acronyms. Mm-hmm. It's all very um, plain English in regards to the layout of the system. Then in regards to other products, you know, it's, it's a full gamut. Um, boys in regards to, you know, I sell a significant amount of tools, cleaning products for air conditioning and commercial refrigeration, you know, refrigeration condensing units, evaporators. I do design for cold room, uh, and do, and size ups in that regard. Um, you know, all the air conditioning componentry in regards to the install with ducting, clip together duct systems. I can help people work out what, what to put in, where to put it in. Um, refrigerants, yeah, it's a, a significant gamut of products. Mm. And you do a fair bit with the um, refrigeration side as well? As yeah, as that, you... that side's constantly building. You know, yep. there's, um, ultimately, to be honest with you, it's probably my passionate side, being on a commercial fridge by trade. Yeah. Uh, in saying that, I'm learning a lot more about H, uh, HVAC side, aircon side of the business. Yeah, but um, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, that's kind of what I cut my teeth on. So the commercial fridgey side is generally a, a solid passion for myself. Mm. Yeah. So Darren, what, what where do you see um, where do you see your business heading over the coming years? Do you see um, there's obviously room for expansion there, and you're looking towards that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, as I mentioned, we, we moved from a, a shed and a ute into a 150 square metre warehouse at Cloverley Park. Um, you know, I'd hope to say one day I'm going to outgrow it. Um, and, uh, that would be a good thing. You know, I'd like to get some, um, get some staff on board in time as I can afford to. You know, I'd love to be able to offer a, um, you know, a, a, my own courier, like an air wholesaler's courier system versus using other couriers. So have vans out on the road in time would be a, you know, as a, I suppose as a golden sort of dream. You know, it's, it is a family op- owned and operated business. So, you know, I'd like to get, get the kids involved if that's something they'd like to get involved in. So my son's looking to do a trade and then hopefully uh, he'll uh, come into the business when he's a little more mature and an understanding of what he's going to be selling. How far away are they from, from that, Darren? Oh, he's uh, only year 11, mate, so we're probably still talking five to five to seven or five to ten years, I suppose. I'd like him to have get his teeth into the trade and really understand what he's talking about before he gets involved here. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it, it's pretty fluent in that regard. You know, at the moment it's myself. My wife gives me uh, some time during the week. She works part time to, to support the business. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it's all about evolution. The more clients I can get on board, obviously the more income, which then gives me affordability to, to continue to increase my stock holdings, but also get extra staffing. Mm. Um, you know, the day I, I just put the hours in now to make sure customers get what they want when they want it mm. and uh, just make sure things happen. And, um, you know, my big thing is I'll commit to the promise. So mm. I'm saying I'm going to do it. I'm do, that's, that's the answer. It's, it's going to get done. We probably should give your um, website a plug too, I would have thought. Yeah, so I've got an older website at the moment, but the new one's going to have exactly the same. So it's www.airwholesalers, plural, .com.au. That's A-I-R-W-H-O-L-E-S-A-L-E-R-S. 
we'll put a link to that in our show notes as well, Darren. That'd be awesome. So, yeah. so, so what? Um, anything that really uh, sort of excites you about uh, the industry, or yeah, you know, what, what? Anything that sort of you'd like to? Any changes you'd like to see made? Oh, at the end of the day, it's like like anything. I'd, I'd like to see qualified people doing doing the work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of guys out there that uh, have, have have got. Um, Another trade, they've then gone and got their certification. As long as they stick within their capabilities, that's that's a great thing because they've obviously gone and done the learnings. Well, I did it the old, good old days in regards to my four years of trade to become a qualified fridgie. Um, you know, so that side of it, as long as they can con- continue to control that and get that side of it right, because I believe there are, you know, people out there that may or may not necessarily be staying within their boundaries of their skill sets. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the, um, you know, with the iZone, that's a, that's an absolute classic for the future, you know, in regards to, um, energy efficiencies and, and, um, and smart type of controlling systems. So, you know, they are also coming out in the refrigeration game. A lot of them have been around for years in regards to the commercial, well, the big commercial, the supermarkets. But, you know, there's some great controllers now that you can actually hook up to via Ethernet. And you can then log on to the the controller just for a two door fridge, yeah. um, and uh, you know that sort of side. Of, you know, I love love the look of that sort of gear. I think that's a great thing that the the um, the butcher shop he can know what his cold room is doing twenty four seven. If he decides to have a day off, he's not going to come in and find he's just lost ten thousand dollars worth of Christmas hands mm. uh, because the refrigeration um, pooped itself throughout the night. They so check on their this, phone. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you can set it up to send an SMS or a, or a warning when it's out of temperature. Yeah. You can also have that then send messages to your client, to your, your refrigeration tech. So, you know, I was only talking to a friend who owns a significant um, um, salad company. So he's going through 60-odd tonne of, of vegetables, cutting it up and then putting into bag salad that we buy at the supermarkets. And, you know, he only had a room go down not long before Christmas, so I think he said he lost over $18,000 worth of produce, mm-hmm. uh, but didn't know anything about it until he got there at 6 in the morning. So as I mentioned to him at the time, hey, mate, what if you got this system on board? He went, oh, well, there you go. That mm-hmm. would have been awesome to know yeah, 10 o'clock yeah. at night that itself, and yeah. I now can't cook my fridgey. And, um, and he said, you know, having the text to go straight to the fridgey, how good's that also from the tank, yeah, exactly. the technicians? He can go on and have a look at the system, see what he, what's going on, make some assumptions, maybe grab the right spares versus just going out there saying, hey, mate, my room's buggered, and then scratching your head from there on trying to work out what's going on then having to go off to get your components, blah de blah mm-hmm. So, you know, those sorts of things I think are fantastic. Yeah. Um, currently, but I think once people become more and more aware of it, um, you know, other areas I'd like to see improvement is, you know, I, I'd love to see the tradies becoming a bit um, smarter on the sales aspect. You know, I think that they undervalue what they what they know and what they do, mm-hmm. and they allow the the end user to drive the pricing at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, definitely. you know, it does make it very difficult when you've got the likes of it to advertise on the TV in the paper. You know, a seven seven outlet aircon is going to cost you six and a half thousand dollars. So you then walk in and realise it's a old stone home and you're going to have to do a concrete penetration or you might have to do this or, you know, it's a flat roof house or it's this or it's that. 
you know, their fine print, you've got to read through 47 pages of it. But on the idiot box, it sounds good that it's only going to cost me seven grand to have seven inlet, outlets yeah. installed. Yeah. Uh, that, that's not realistic at the end of the day. But, you know, once again, they're a trade wholesaler selling to the retail market. I don't agree with it. Um, they're also a competitor in the market, being that the mother company is also a installing company. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that that side of it, I'd like to see the tradies, um, you know, whether it's, you know, something I've thought about with the businesses, you know, having um, training evenings, you know, in regards to not just about the product, but how to sell that product. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, the iZone product's an absolute classic, that the amount of guys that, ah, oh, mate, it's too dear, people only want to spend this amount. Oh, mate, but does this amount do this, 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 and this? Ah, oh, no. Well, does the customer know about that? Oh, no. Well, yeah. why don't you say, hey, how would it be to integrate your, your irrigation, your lighting, your roller doors, your smart switching, you know, yada, yeah, yada. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, potentially. Really sell that product. Yeah. Absolutely. It gives you a point of difference from the next white ute guy that turns up yeah. and goes, yeah, like, I'll do that for six grand. Exactly. You know, at the end of the day, well, what do I get from a six grand? I just get a, an aircon. That's what you get. Well, you know, if the customer's wised to other products that are out there and you've offered that as part of your package, um, I think it's going to put you in a better position. So, you know, just having that confidence in selling what they can do well yeah, um, and having right. products available to them that they mm. can do well. You know, the, the cheap and cheerful um, installation products that are out there, I, I refuse to have have them on my shelves and I refuse to sell them. So my brackets aren't the cheapest brackets in South Australia. But I know they're not going to fall off the wall and hurt little Johnny or little Julie when she's right when they're riding their bike across the footpath. Yeah, exactly. Well they're not they're not going to discolour from the weather. Mm. Um, you know, the capping I have is all PVC PVC proven and certified. So it's not going to crack, discolour, um, allow bugs and what have you to get into it in time or fall off the wall. Whereas some of the cheaper stuff out there won't last. It's just not yeah, exactly. the same quality. You know, yeah. there's a couple of extra bucks in it, of course. But, yeah. you know, from a installer's perspective, it's a great opportunity to also yeah. say, well, um, I'm putting in these there's quality products. Yeah. I know that you're going to get this, this ongoing, um, you know, I see people putting a $5,000 air conditioner on a $10 set of blocks that aren't UV stable. So mm. when they crumble, Break, what happens to that aircon? Mm, and if yeah. it falls and hurts someone, kills a family cat or something, mm. golly gosh, who's 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 answerable to that? That's right. Yeah. I think it's a valid point you you raised too, Darren. Like um, when you're looking at, well, from a consumer's point of view, and a lot of cases they they know to look for a brand or they've heard of a brand or been referred to a brand, Absolutely. but that's not where it, it it ends. You've got so much more behind it, particularly in like a ducted system where there's you know, the type of the componentry, the type of ducting, you know, the thermal ratings, the type of motors, the warranties, and it just, I think it's um, about educating the end user as to what's available, isn't it? I mean, because they, let's face it, they don't know unless they're told what 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 is uh, available to them and the benefits of it. Oh, absolutely, Shane. You know, I was actually talking to an end user today about iZone. He'd made the decision to purchase, to go with the product, but had no idea of what else was available. So I spoke to the installer and he's like, oh, I didn't know all that stuff was available. And he was buying from this other distributor of the iZone product. 
So I just sit, so I, I basically taught them, I suppose, or opened their eyes to And, you know, if I don't get a bang out of that, well, that's, you know, if I don't get a buck out of it, I should say, if he doesn't trade with me and trades with the other one, well, the other one wins. But I suppose one day they'll drop the ball and he'll remember me and hopefully that will then bring some fruit back to the table. But as you said, Shane, getting back to the end user, people aren't aware, you know, that, yes, price is exceptionally important, don't don't get me wrong, but at the end of the day, you want to get your value for your dollar. Um if you've got to spend an extra 5% to get a better quality product that's not going to give you any trouble, is that not better to invest now than invest later when it's giving you your trouble and then you've got to reinvest, which is going to probably cost you your you know, five times your 5%, if not more. Yeah. Um, you know, and the thing is, that what if it voids warranty? You know, I've heard of companies that have installed air conditioners incorrectly. The aircon fails... They then rub that, you know, they put their hand in the air and say, nah, it's within warranty, mate, not my problem. So Mr. Fisher, you know, Mr. Fujitsu or whoever it is goes out as the service agent and goes, well, this has been installed incorrectly. You know, the liabilities and all the rest of it is all that shit. You know, that, exactly. that has been basically, um, um, you know, they've lost money. They're going to have to get it repaired. Maybe the guy that installed it has gone broke, moved on, doesn't well, answer his phone. Yep. <laughs> um, that end user is going to have to cop the fix. Yeah. Because, you know, Fujitsu or whoever the brand is is the warranty agent are going to say, no, 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 it's warranty. Your problem, lady. Yeah. So, you know, that, and that's what the, you know, as I mentioned to you previously in regards to the licensing, I hope they continue to keep the licensing and if not make it stronger. Yeah. yeah. To yeah, stop water it down. Yeah. the ethical getting involved and making a little bit of a mess of it. Because, mm. you, know, um, you know, there's a nickname for the high wall, the, the splitty bangers, and guys just go in, guys and girls, I should say, go in and do very poor installations. They grab their money and they run. And that's yeah, just yeah. not on. It's, it's, yeah. it's making think- it very hard for the quality companies that have been around for a long time that do the right things. Yeah. And I think um, when you're looking at t- typically the, the split uh, systems that are being sold at various retailers, it becomes uh, just so price competitive that everyone's willing to sort of give, the, give it away for nothing. And at the end of the day, it becomes a race to the bottom in terms of price. Um, Absolutely. But, and, but on the other hand, you've got these well-trained, qualified people with good workmanship who feel like they've got a hand the dollars over just to win the job because they're up against this sort of competition well it shouldn't be that at all should it it should be if you if if you're if you're doing the job and doing it properly as a qualified trained person you should be able to charge for uh you know a reasonable price for 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 the uh the quality of the installation at the end of the day yeah i couldn't agree with you more mate you know you can go to buy your potting mix and your your outdoor furniture and you know, some paint, and why not chuck an aircon on the trolley while I'm at it? You know, at the end of the day, it's it's ridiculous. And the, the aircon industry changed significantly about 25 years ago when um, the aircons came, started to, were allowed to be brought into Australia pre-charged with refrigerants. Prior to that period, every aircon came in with no refrigerant in it. 
Yeah. So you had to be qualified as a refrigeration mechanic or air conditioning mechanic to purchase refrigerant, as you still do now, have to be licensed, have to pay money to have that license, as well as be audited and be prepared to have um, full evidence of what you, where you've used what product and what you purchased. Mm. Um, when aircons came in without gas in them, not any you know anyone can install it technically, yeah. but you can get the gas. So you had to get a qualified tech. So back in those days, the qualified techs got the job. Now, if you actually read an aircon installation manual, uh, whether it's an Akai or any of the cheap and cheerful brands that are available nowadays, it says to purge for five seconds, I think it says. You know, it uh, it basically tells you exactly how to install it. So I'm sure there's companies, people, end users that are Mr. Handy that go out there and install their own aircons uh, and uh, then want a Sparky to come around or they'll run an extension lead to it. Or what. I'm sure there's some mm. absolute shocking systems out there. But mm. I feel for the air conditioning manufacturers for the stupidity of bringing them in with a pre-charge, part one, and the stupidity of them allowing them to be sold at a retail level because it allows people to put their product at risk and... Bad and potentially put their their brand at risk in regards to poor installation. Uh, it reflects back on the air conditioning brand that you know um, that Akai unit's no good. Well, it was installed incorrectly, so nothing to do with the unit. So I, I, you know, I think there's um, some stupidity, I suppose. I think it's a greed factor that you know there's such a air conditioning market significant uh, in regards to units sold. But um, in saying that, you know, I think everyone's trying to fight for the as I mentioned earlier, there's a dozen brands at least. There's probably 18 to 20 brands of air conditioners out there nowadays. Mm, yeah. As exactly as you said, Shane, it's a, it's a race to the bottom. Mm. Uh, and no one really wins in the big big skin. You know, the, the end user kind of wins. Yeah. But what if they then buy a cheaper product that isn't that good, the warranty doesn't quite come off how they hoped it did? You know, is it, is it a good investment? Yeah, are they winning yeah. in the long run? Yeah. <laughs> so, no, Darren... I, 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 yeah. yeah, so so if, if people want to get get in touch with you and air wholesalers, they can go to your website, which give that plug again. Yeah, uh, which is www.airwholesalers.com.au. Yep, is that generally the best way to, have you got a contact form on there or they'd send you an email or what's the best way to get in touch? Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it's got email linkage. You've got quote uh, cart on there. Um, there's an inquiry uh, page on there as well. As I mentioned, the, is a, currently it's an old format. A new one is launching soon. We're just having a couple of glitches with the, the platform, but that will hopefully be up and running within the next month. Alternately, yeah, touch base with me um, via email on sales at airwholesalers.com.au yeah. yep. uh, and or personally on the phone, which is uh, 0409 225 773. Yep, cool. All go. right. Well, thank you for that. Now we're going to jump into something uh, a new, relatively new segment, anyway, uh, that we like to call "Keeping It Cool in the Hot Seat." And yep. uh, what we're going to do, I Darren, you're in the hot seat, Darren. What's that? Happy day. Happy day. <laughs> so what we're going to do is fire some questions at you. This is a bit of a get to know you type segment, if you like. So, yep. Um, and just some very quick response answers. So one word, if you can. Right, your time starts now. NRL or AFL, Darren? AFL. AFL, your favourite team? Power. Power. Sorry about that. Come on. 
Okay, now beer, wine, spirits are all Thomas three. <laughs> uh, beer, wine, and spirits. Yeah, I'm definitely a BWS. BWS, good. All right, any favourites in there? Oh, uh, red wine's probably my favourite. Red wine, beautiful. Uh, if you could change your name, what would it be? Oh, change my name. Um. Uh, no, I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> Princess Darren. Nickname's Coco, so everyone calls me Coco. Okay, if you're on a desert island with one person, who would it be, please? My wife. Oh. Well done. Well, Good answer. Points for that. Gosh, you know, you've got to cover your ass here, boys. That's right. You're a morning person, yes or no? Uh, yeah, yep. And an evening person. Good. And anything in between? And for everything in between, absolutely. <laughs> if you could be an animal, what would it be? Well, I could be an animal. I heard you were an animal. Oh, yeah, I've heard, I've heard stories. Oh, what was that? A horse. A horse? Well, I, don't, I don't know what. Play, no, we're not going to go there, are we? Let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have, yeah, it depends if you're male or female, but I think a male horse would be him. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Superpower? Mm-hmm. Uh, be two places at once. Okay, that would have some uh, definite benefits. Yeah. The last I gift. Hope so. The business would be great. The last yeah. gift you gave someone. The last gift I gave someone. I gave the bride a uh, home Google for Christmas. They're fun, aren't they? They're good. Good value. She loves. It. I just gives me the shits, but she loves it. Does it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't be bothered. What's your What's your porn star name, mate? Do I, do Ned, 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 we ask? Well, having last name as cock, you could put anything in there, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll leave that one alone. All righty. Um, and what's, what's your favourite smell? Favourite smell? He's coming out with all the good ones today. Yeah. Uh, probably a really nice red wine. It's, yeah, that's not a yeah, bad it's, smell. That's a valuable smell. And last but not least, what is your most embarrassing moment? Most embarrassing moment? Yeah. I haven't had too many, I think. I've got a bit of foot and mouth disease. At times I open a gob when I should. <laughs> oh, I suppose that's it. That's what it is? Well done, mate. Yeah. That's, that's time. So thank you Good for that, stuff. Darren. Um, also, no. mate, we appreciate you coming on today. And... Um, uh, we'll we'll again chat. put your uh, your contact details in the show notes so people can get in touch with you. But uh, yeah, we yep. appreciate your time. Sweet as thanks for that time, boys. Thanks very much, mate. Okay, mate. No worries at all. Speak to you soon. Alrighty. So thanks, guys, thanks. for listening, and um, be sure to get on to theairconditioningpodcast.com. Check us out on there as well as the social pages. And uh, until next time, we'll say cheerio. Adios. Catch ya. That's all for this episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast. Be sure to stop by at airconditioningpodcast.com to connect with us, as well as on Facebook and Twitter, and join in the conversation. Until next time, stay tuned, stay positive, and stay cool.